Alright guys, let's kick things off. This is what we call the AMX Superstores Pro MX radio show out here at Coolum and man, we're being spoiled today. We've got a whole mobile broadcast suite. This is where we're going to be doing the uh, championship presentations from tomorrow afternoon, about 3.30. We're going to crown the champions out here at Coolum. But uh, right now we're doing what we do every lunchtime of the season, and that is the AMX Superstores Prime X Radio Show, where me and Donnell Official hop on and interview some of the riders and, and get the rundown on the bench racing. But obviously, it's Saturday, so we're going to be doing one of these across uh, both days of the weekend. So Donnell, obviously, championship finale at Coolum. Um, lots to to go, lots of racing to go. Two day format. Let's start there. I know the teams and the riders. Are, uh, you know, a lot of industry are big fans. There's more track time. It's more like an MXGP where these guys get the ability to fill the track out. You know, do a pre practice, try some settings, try some tires. You know, tire changes, try some suspension clickers. There's a lot of things they can do to enhance their track performance um, as opposed to the one day format. Yeah, it's a lot more relaxed than what we get in the one day format. So. It gives the guys a bit of a break too, so they can reset after practice, get ready for qualifying, make the changes that they need to, uh, especially with a track here like Coolum. I mean, what a venue. It's uh, so iconic and it's so good to be here. Unfortunately, it is the last time, but let's enjoy it while we can. We've got a perfect day out here for racing and uh, it's been a good morning so far. Yeah, it has a little windier than usual here at Coolum, but we do get that. Um, I think, yeah, it just adds to the layer of this is, you know, it's always been that destination weekend for the final round of the championship, the road to the championship, and I think we can start there. We've got Nathan Crawford and obviously Caleb Byram. They're going to jump on and chat with us in just a minute. But um, as far as the championship goes, we'll go straight to Thor MX1. We saw uh, Kyle Webster set the fastest time in warm-up, but Dean Ferris was seven-tenths, I believe, so not even a, a very noticeable difference. He was on pace. He was the fastest from the third lap until pretty much the end of the session. And... Um, you know, with Jed being based in, in Lommel in Europe in the MSGP days, I think he's going to be strong, but Ferris just looks so dialed with that bike and where he's at mentally right now. Yeah, and for Jed, obviously, he's based out of Wonthaggy as well, so he is a quite a good sand rider, but we've seen it time and time again with Dino. He is just a proven championship guy. He's He's won here before. He's been in this situation so many times, and he'll just... Well, it would have been... It. Sorry to, to get that, but is it the three Five he's years. had, it would have claimed them here. Well, he claimed uh, 17 at Echo Valley because he clinched a week early. Um, but it's been five years since Dean Ferris won a championship. And that's just, obviously we had the COVID years, but for him to come back the way he has, it's just been an outstanding year. It really has. Um, wow, yeah, think about that. Five years since he won a championship and, and two out of the three, I think he claimed right here at Coulomb. So... To make it number four, it's going to match him with the all-time greats of Australian Pro Motocross, and um, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think, Darnell, we might not keep these guys waiting. Maybe we'll have you hang out for a minute, and we'll call up. Um, we'll get Nathan Crawford on first for a chat, and then we'll talk to Caleb Barham, and then, Darnell, you and I can bench race some more. But, um, Nato, excuse me, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Um, how was warm-up this morning? How are you feeling here at Coolum? Yeah, yeah, warm-up was, uh, was not too bad. Um, yeah, we had 15 minutes out there. I actually kind of quite like the split format that we do there with the, with the practice and qualifying. You get to go out and just loosen the body up a little bit. Obviously, being first thing in the morning, um, you can be a little bit tense. But no, I felt, actually felt really good. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to qualifying here at about 2 o'clock and get after it. It's interesting for yourself. I was chatting to someone during the week. I was actually talking about you on the podcast. And um, was it 2016, the year you came in here and, and ended up not racing in the championship it, it went away. Was that 2016? Yeah, that was 16. Yeah, I'm um, <clears throat> pretty sure I had 13 points 
um, a lead on the championship and then went, yeah, went riding that week and just had a silly crash and then I was laying in hospital until Sunday morning, so yeah, that was no good. And sorry to bring that up, but at the same time, I guess there's relevance because yeah, theoretically, points-wise, this is going to be a tough task for you this weekend and the goal is to win races, but it's not out of the question. If you put yourself in a good position, I guess that's all you can do, right? Yeah, 100%. Just got to go out there and win. That's the goal, you know? Um, and I was having this conversation on Thursday, like, uh, we had, we, you know, we've lost 50 points this year and... Um, and the fact that I can still come to the last round and actually mathematically still be in it, uh, I think that's a, that's a big achievement. You know, like we've, we've clawed our way out of the trenches so far all season and we've, uh, we've been able to come to Coolham and, and still fight for the championship. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good position to be in and I'm very grateful for it. Now, QMP last weekend, um, I'll be honest, that first moto, Wilson's got the whole shot. You were right on him, right behind him in second. And we've seen... Throughout the year, sometimes you've been able to, to pass him, to gap him. We've seen also, I'd say, equally some rounds where whoever had track position first has been able to maintain and win. And I wasn't sure how that would play out at QMP, but you literally found another gear. Obviously, Wilson had that tip off in Moto1, but I think that pressure really contributed to that from your end. But um, a one one day, similar to what we saw last year, was a big performance for you and um, obviously looking to emulate that coming in here. Yeah, well, like you said there with the first moto, um, yeah, we sort of come out of the first and second turn, one and two, and I was like, oh, man, it's on from here, you know. Um, obviously, with these last two rounds, like, we, we need to apply the pressure as much as we can, and, and that's all I was doing, eh, as I was, like, in my mind, I was just like, I need to hound him and hound him, you know, because obviously he, he, he pulled the whole shot, so... Um, yeah, he obviously had that slight tip over, which which then gave me the lead, and I was I was able to ride around about a six to eight second lead, sort of the whole moto there. Just trying to obviously you know try and save some energy for the second moto because you know the, the weather's definitely ramped up and got a bit bit warmer up here in Queensland. Um, but yeah, just an unreal day. Obviously, the whole shot in the second moto, um, and yeah, sort of I, I wouldn't say I sort of had that one all to myself. You know, I had obviously Brody behind me, and uh, he was there for quite a while. So um, yeah, no, it was a good weekend though. Yeah, and it's interesting. I think it's been you and Wilson have been the staples, and then you've got Brody, you've got Noah Ferguson. You know, there's been guys popping up that have, have sort of contributed to that third, second battle, whether, you know, one of yourself or Wilson is coming through or one of you whole shots. There's that sort of next generation, and it's probably interesting to talk about that because realistically, even though, you know, where you're at in your career, it's likely that this will probably be your last year in MX2. And I'd say for Wilson as well, he's been a veteran now at this point. So we're getting to that area where the next generation are coming through. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it looks bright. You know, obviously, I'm not 100% sure how old Brady is, but I know he's not, you know, you know, late into his 20s or nothing. So, um, yeah, obviously, the, the boys um, are definitely still riding well. And, and you know, it, it keeps... I can only speak for myself. It definitely keeps me on my toes, you know, like I can't drop the ball. Otherwise, you know, those, those boys are right there to capitalise. So um, it's good to see for the sport. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, you look at, you know, young Kate and Manir, there's a lot of guys that, or, you know, still young teenagers that are coming through and filling those spots that, you know, you guys were back in the day moving up. So it's good to see. But, um, hey, Nato, appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for taking the time out and uh, good luck uh, in the motos this weekend. Yeah, thanks, mate. All right, we'll move it on now. We'll get uh, the Yamaloob Yamaha rider, another Queenslander, Caleb Barham, up to have a chat with us here on the AMX Superstores in uh, Primex Radio Show. KJ, um, chatted to you before QMP, you know, it was a rough deal for you in the sense of this has been a real, just summarises the sport really this season, you know, you've been a, a long-standing supported privateer, gets the opportunity, signs that deal with a factory back team, then you get injured, 
and obviously the thumb injury has been kind of a, a slow build for you after surgery and, and we finally saw, you know, you ran fourth at the Moto 1 of QMP last weekend for a long time and, and you look like, you know, the old KJ was back. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, as I always say, I wish I could have just broken a bone and it would have been over and done with within six weeks. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, tore the UCL and everything and, and mangled up my thumb pretty good. So for me, uh, it's just kind of been building the whole time and I'm very thankful for the Yamaha Yamaha Racing Team. They've had my back the whole time. So uh, what well, we're building there, we're just getting the one percenters every day. We showed that on the weekend at, at QMP that we could make it work. Um, the starts and everything are starting to get there. So yeah, we're just going to keep building for us, get through this weekend fit and healthy and just keep moving in towards the end of the year. We're coming into Super across obviously oh, I'm a big supercross guy I thoroughly enjoy it so um, each weekend we're just going to be better than what we were last weekend and move from there now look obviously geographically you are a Queensland local but not really you know you come from the mountains you come from Toowoomba um, I don't think you spend too much time at the beach looking at your tan and um, I can't talk I know but um, as far as you know, I know you would have spun a lot of laps here over the years at Coolum, but how do you rate your sand riding versus your hard pack and ruts? Because I feel like, you know, obviously coming from where you come from, that's your strength. Most definitely. I, as you said, I'm up on the hill, so it's about three and a bit hours for me. So I, I try to spend some time down here, but with work and everything, it just logistically doesn't work for me. So um, I, I've rode plenty of laps over this circuit, though, throughout my junior career. Uh, I've been fortunate enough that I've wrapped up, I think, two or three junior Australian titles here. So uh, my sand riding is definitely there, but uh, comparing it to my ruts and, and hard pack, it's obviously that's my forte, and uh, I, I'm more of a hard pack rider, but we can definitely mix it up in the sand. So uh, we're just going to get a start, and, yeah, we'll do our thing. Uh, probably last question that I'll hit you with is something to, to sort of for the listeners, for the for everyone hanging out here. You ran your own program for a very long time, you know, doing it with uh, with Husqvarna and and doing your own deal out of the van. And I, I guess it's like, oh, if I could just get that opportunity, and and now you've got it, and now you get to not not that what, what's life like on the other side because we've all you know you be around the factory guys, you train with them all the time, right? So I'm getting draped here. Um, <laughs> How, how has it been working with Scott Bishop, with Mike Ward, the Yamaloo team? Like, so much experience, so many championships. Um, is it different to what you thought? Have you learned anything working at that level, the resources? Like, how, how has that transition been? Uh, the transition, uh, we, we always knew it was going to be a bit tricky. Um, obviously, going from Austria to um, Yami, it's been such a massive change for me, just the bike. I've never ridden, for example, cable clutch to hydraulic clutches, um, steel to alloy. So uh, there's been plenty of changes for me, but... The, the biggest advantage that I feel that moving into the Yamalu Yamaha racing team was just the wisdom that everybody had there. So I can lean on Mike Ward and Nash and Scott and all them. And if I've got any questions between the three of us or four of us, we, we can usually come out with a pretty simple re resolution. So, um, it's just been it's been majorly different to what I've ever been under. Uh, I've had support here and there through through um, my personal sponsors and everything, and then what the program that I had at the start of the year. But to now move in and you get unlimited budget as such, you get whatever you need to be able to take yourself to that next step. So um, the thumb injury definitely come in at a tricky time, but we, as I said, we, we're moving in step by step, one percenters each time, and I'm excited to see how I grow under this environment now. Yeah, for sure. And I guess obviously it adds the potential for longevity with your career, like getting into that environment where you may be able to start, you know, looking at a longer term, you know, the privacy of slog is a, is a hard slog. And, and when you can finally look at, okay, maybe I have some job security with rides in the future, you know. So. And, and I'll touch on that a little bit. Like at the end of last year in Supercross, I was done. It was kind of... I was hoping that I'd done enough throughout Supercross. I was the second and third Aussie home every race and I kind of 
unfortunately didn't get the gig, so I, I pretty much hung up the boots. I was on holidays mid mid to late February. I was up at Ely Beach si- sipping cocktails. So um, for me uh, to then be able to ravel something together for the start of the season, it was very last minute and very, very kind of just kind of thrown together. Um, and, and then to see where we are now to be under a factory team and, and kind of ticking off our goals for next year, that's that's definitely trying to the piece, the piece of the puzzles I'm trying to put in is that I can now be a full-time rider next year and be able to kind of take it to that next step yet again you're still young enough right how old are you now what am i i'm 23 or 4 24 i think i don't know why i'm looking at you is that it 24 yeah wow you've been around a long time to be 24 I stood up early from junior, so yeah, for yeah. me, it's kind of, I've been on the scene for a lot of, for a lot of years, but yeah, no, I'm still, still got plenty left in me, but yeah, especially now moving into this factory role, it's, um, yeah, for me, look, as you said before, the longevity of now being able to make some money out of it and be able to, yeah, do my thing next year, hopefully being a full-time professional athlete instead of having to work and ride at the same time and juggle both. You can't say you haven't paid your dues at this point, mate, but um, hey, we appreciate you taking the time out, Cable, let you get back and get ready for uh, Pirelli MX2 qualifying. Appreciate it, boys. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, Darnell, um, Nato Crawford and uh, Caleb Barham there, and obviously... You know, a lot on the line for these guys last round of the season for, for someone like Caleb to kind of bounce back and, um, you know, show what he's got as far as motocross goes with the team signing that he's under. Yeah, it's just a chance to cement himself as a as a top-level guy, which it's, it's awesome to see Caleb get the opportunity with, with Yamalub Yamaha after, like you said, a hard slog of being a privateer for so many years. It was... Um, yeah, obviously I was involved with Caleb's program earlier in the year with Alps um, and even for us to see him get an opportunity like that, it's just, it's great to see someone that puts in so much hard work finally get the recognition that he deserves, so, and I think his little legs might struggle out here at Coulomb, <laughs> but you know, KJ... But he does get good starts and that will, that will come into play out here too I mean, he's, yeah, he's a, always been a good starter and I mean, that Yamaha is going to hook up down this start straight. And it's a, it's a long start straight here at Coulomb. Um, and like you said, it's it's a track where a start is so crucial. So if he can get out front, you know, he can mix it up at the point end of this field for sure. We've seen him do it time and time again. So let's just see how he does it in the sand. That's it, man. Well, hey, just a quick shout out to AMX Superstores for helping us put on this AMX Superstores Primex radio show. If you guys are going past the AMX tent, Go grab yourself some products. You're going to go in the draw to win one of 10 gift vouchers this weekend. So make sure you go see the guys there at the tent. Darnell, we won't do the race win and the championship win predictions. We're going to do that tomorrow. So let's change it up. Who do you think is going to take pole position in uh, Thor MX1 and Pirelli MX2 for qualifying? I think it's hard to go past Kyle Webster after what we saw in that in that first practice session. Um, he is a sand specialist, obviously, with the being from WA and basing himself out of Wontaggy. Um, you know, he's a renowned sand sand rider. Um, so I I dare say he'll be our fastest qualifier here in MX1 um, and MX2. I mean. I always cop a bit of flack for it, but... Uh, He's on the home team. Yeah, I'm on the home team, but uh, yeah, it's hard to go past NATO here. Um, he proved it last year how fast he is at the sand. He does a lot of riding here. Uh, he's a, of taller structure, so it suits his riding style. Um, and really for Nathan, it's go out there and prove to everyone that, you know, here's the guy. I'm going to agree with you at MX1, but I think I'm going to put Noah Ferguson on pole position in uh, MX2. He he obviously pipped everybody there at the very end. And, um, uh, you know, speaking with him last week, he said he's out here to win. So, well, that ride he had last week too at QMP to charge back to fourth, like he was pretty buried on that first lap. So we know how fast Noah is. He's, you know, he's, 
he grew up battling a young kid called Jet Lawrence here <laughs> all his junior career. So now I can run with some of the best in the world. So we'll see uh, what happens in qualifying when it gets underway shortly. We'll see where that pans out this afternoon. But um, all right, guys, appreciate everyone listening here. The Amex Superstores Primax Radio Show. We'll be back tomorrow at lunchtime. And uh, we'll also be doing the official championship presentation out of this area. About 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. We have hit the big time, isn't it? This is We've made it. Yeah. Started this from the bottom. It. Now yeah. we are here. But Five years later, finally. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming in now with what we call the AMX Superstores Pro AMX radio show. We do this every lunchtime at Pro AMX, which is basically where we hang out with either some riders, some industry figures. We bench race about what's going on this season and uh, what's going down here today at the championship finale at Coolum. And uh, I'm joined right now by CDI Yamaha Monster Energy team manager, owner Craig Dack, and also the uh, Serco Yamaha rider of Luke Reardon. We'll get to Luke in a little bit here, but uh, Craig, start off with you. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Look, I know it's a bit of a, a hectic day, but I guess you're one rider down right now, so Aaron's still in championship contention, but probably a little quieter at the truck than usual with Luke being injured. Yeah, well, it's, uh, well as far as riders go, we've only just got Aaron there, and Luke's been injured for a few weeks now. Um, so... So that has been, a, again, a lot of pressure on Aaron because Aaron pretty much had to you know, fly the flag for the team all year last year as well because Luke was injured. But uh, you know, Aaron's the current champion, won this series last year. Unfortunately, this year it hasn't really gone that well for him. It's been very messy, a bit up and down. He's, he's had the speed. He won the first round. He's won a couple of motos, but he just, it just hasn't fallen his way. Uh, but also, the level's a lot higher this year. We've got, you know, Dean Ferris is back on the game. Um, you've got Jed Beaton that's come back. Um, you know, Gibbs has been strong this year. Uh, so the series is, uh, has been very competitive. Uh, his speed today is okay, but it's not great. So we're sort of a couple of seconds off the pace. Aaron's not that au far with the sand. So, um, you know, we'll just put, a, he put his head down today and just try and salvage what he can and, and, and put 100% in is all he can do. Now, how was he after last week? Obviously, it was uh, one of the most racing incidents which can happen. Came together with a lap rider. There was the mechanical issue of basically the hole in the radio. There was nothing the team or anybody could do. Was that sort of the nail in the coffin for him mentally, or is he? He's been going out swinging today. He's been going for it. A few crashes, and Aaron's not afraid to hang it out. But um, you know, how was he mentally coming into this weekend? Well, well, there's still a fair bit to play for in the championship today. So you got Ferris and and Beaton, who I think Ferris is 15 points in front of Beaton. So that's still not enough to be 100% comfortable. And then with that crash Aaron had last week, he, he dropped back to fourth place. So he's five points behind Gibbs. So those two have to go at it all day to you know, claim that third place in the championship. So that's still important for us and for Aaron to do that. Um, and you're right, he has been trying really hard today because we, you know, we want to try and finish the year off with a bang. It's been, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it hasn't been the cleanest year for us. But to, to walk out of here with a, a solid day would be nice, particularly this being the last race here because Coulomb's closing down or the track's closing down after this event. And CDR's had an amazing um, decade or two here. I think I was looking at the facts the other day and I think in 16 years we won nearly, or maybe 14 years we won nine or 10 of the championships. So we're pretty much dominated it this series for a long time. So uh, we'd like to go out here on a, on, a, on a positive note, that's for sure. You did beat me to it. I was going to talk about this indeed being the last ever professional, you know, Primex race at Coolum, and the track will be going away, unfortunately. It's such a staple in the championship, and I was going to ask you, you know, those stats, but you beat me to it. But at the same time, 
What would be your fondest memory? I know you guys have had some crazy memories here with perhaps Jay getting the championship and Josh crashing out and different years, but what stands out to you as the highlight at Coolum for CDI Yamaha? I guess the one that was stands out the most is the, the round. It was a bittersweet day. Um, we had Josh uh, Coppins and Jay Marmot fighting for the championship. They went blow for blow the whole series and came down to this round or the last round here, and there's only a couple of points in it. Um, and to see they went into the first turn, I think it was the first round, or the last moto actually, and um, Coppins went down and, and, and dislocated his shoulder, so that gave Jay the championship on the day. So we had one guy who was devastated and one guy that was elated, so it was hard to, to know what emotion to take on. But that was probably the highlight, or not the highlight, but that was the one I remember most because there was so much at stake and there was so much pressure. And the tense, tension in the truck throughout the series just got higher and higher because they were just two, like two street fighters just going blow for blow. So that was, that was kind of cool in the end for particularly Jay anyway. Now you've been in the sport obviously a very long time as far as professional motocross racing in Australia. Can you think of a more iconic track that's gone away other than Coolum? I'm thinking Barrable might be up there. What else do you think as far as the memory uh, you know, for, for tracks that are no longer with us? Well, I certainly in the modern era, it's it's Coolum, you know, in in in, uh, in our contemporary stage of our, our the sport is, is this going away? It's a real icon. There's so much history here. Uh, it's a real riders' track. It's one of the last of a real man's track. You got to you got to really ride this track and be on your A game. It's brought up over the years so many disappointments, like one I just spoke about with Josh Coppins. It's it's the sort of track if you don't if you don't be on your A game, it'll grab you and spit you on the ground pretty hard. So it's a real man's track, and it's uh, it's a shame to see it go. But I think you're right. The, the last iconic track that we lost was uh, Barrable in Geelong. It was actually the oldest track in Australia at that point. But we've still got a couple of historic tracks hanging in there. One is uh, Toowoomba, which is one of the great tracks of all time. Uh, we only raced there a few weeks ago, so it was, and it's looking great, actually. So hopefully that keeps going. We've still got Broadford down in Victoria. That's iconic. A lot of people would know that track. It's a little bit dormant at the moment. We're trying to get it back up and running and hopefully in the next few years ahead we can have a round there. Um, but it'll be sad to see it go, but I hope that the spirit remains um, at the next venue. Now switching gears a little bit, obviously CDI Yamaha Monster Energy, one of the few teams that have, have taken on the global route. You're, you're part of the Global World Supercross Championship. So amongst the, the schedule, when we were at Toowoomba about six weeks ago, then you guys headed over to the UK for the opening World Supercross round. Um, how is that? That is something new for the industry as a whole. We've never seen you're either doing Supercross or Motocross. I'm sure back in your day, there was perhaps a blending of the two. When you were racing, it was a little less structured. But um, as a team owner, you know, you've got Aaron and Luke competing at Toowoomba and then you guys are hopping on a plane, meeting riders from America in the UK to compete in World Supercross. How was that? Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, the event was great. Our result wasn't good. We had one of those nights. Um, but the whole uh, complexity of uh, packing up, you know, three major, three big crates and putting six bikes in crates with all the parts and everything you need to go away for six months of the year, it's a big deal. Um, so that all our freight is somewhere in the world at the moment getting ready to meet us in Singapore at the end of the month. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good thing. It's, as I said, it's got a lot of complexities to it. Uh, we're enjoying the challenge of it. Uh, when you go there and you're at the race, it feels like you're at something really big. Uh, big crowds, uh, big television coverage. Um, 
but it's uh, it's it's not easy, and it's it, it's it's uh, it's still trying to grab some traction. Um, but we're 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 happy about it. We'll see where it all ends up by the end of the year. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time out to come on with us here, and uh, hopefully we see. Aaron, at least, uh, if it's not going to be a championship, you can close out on the top of the box today for CDI Yamaha Monster Energy. Yeah, thanks, man. All we all we want from our riders is put in 100%. That's all you ever want. If we pop up at the pointy end somewhere, that's great. But as long as they give 100% and they're safe at the end of the day, we're happy. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, guys, that was Craig Dack here on the AMX Superstores Pro MX radio show. And uh, just a special shout-out to the guys at AMX Superstores. If you're here at the venue... Go down to the Amex Superstores tent. All you have to do is make a purchase and you can go into the draw to win 10 gift cards that will be given out at the end of the day that you can spend at any Amex Superstores of your choice. So um, that's a great offer there by the guys at Amex and they do bring you the Primex radio show every round here. Now I'm joined by Luke Reardon. Luke, the uh, fill-in signing rider for the Serco Yamaha team here in the Prelly Amex 2 class. Now I'd love to say it's gone to plan, Luke. It's been a bit of a hectic week and a half for you, but... Um, Let's start things off. Big crash in the opening moto at uh, QMP and um, unfortunately not cleared to race this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything was going to plan. Uh, I had about four and a half weeks to prepare for the last two rounds. Um, unfortunately, had a bit of a rough start to the actual moto. It was in 40th the first turn. Um, chased through, got up close to the top 10 and then unfortunately, yeah, had... Had a bit of an incident, hit my head. Um, I actually hadn't seen the footage until afterwards and how bad it kind of was. Um, I was hoping to line up for Moto2, but that didn't go to plan. And then um, with my clearance to be able to race this weekend, unfortunately, I wasn't able to line up for the second round, which I'm pretty bummed about that. But, you know, it is what it is and just got to take care of my health. So uh, for those, you know, context for those listening, for, for you guys in attendance, when you talk about not being cleared to race, that's the concussion protocol test that the race safe team do. They'll check, basically, they have a base setting for you and then you'll do a concussion test um, after the crash and then the next weekend here and they didn't deem you already. Yeah, so we um, we chatted to the team through the week. I um, I was planning on seeing Race Safe on Friday to get the clearance, um, but we did make the decision throughout the week that due to the time that I actually was unconscious on the track and then just the effects that I've had through the week with a couple of headaches and stuff like that, it was just best for my health to sit this weekend out, um, get healthy, and then my plan is to, oh, I would love to come back next year and do a full season. So we'll, um, yeah, get healthy, get back on the bike and start our pre-season. So let's talk about that, Luke, because obviously yourself, you're a very established trainer in the sport. You have your own coaching program. You travel nationally to put on coaching events. You have a core group of riders here in Queensland that you train on a weekly basis. So I'd assume you're going to be getting ready for Supercross now with your crew. But you do have ambitions to come back and race next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I got Is that by yourself or for a team? What's that look like? <laughs> yeah, at the moment, it's definitely it's just going to be by myself. Um, I, it was always the plan. My plan was to kind of get back on the bike end of the year, roughly around October, have a good pre-season because um, it has been a few years since I have competed in the Promex. So I wanted the time to really get the body right, get the riding right, feel good, um, come back next year. This uh, opportunity that I've had with um, Serco Yamaha, it's it's gave me the get a bit of a kickstart to get moving. Um, I was already training, felt good off the bike. It was just the bike time that I needed. Um, and I feel like I've 
coming into QMP, I actually felt like I, my pace was good. I felt comfortable. I was ready to go. And unfortunately, things didn't go to plan. So I don't really want to stop there. I want to. I would like to obviously get a bike pretty soon and continue with what I was planning. My plan was to have a good pre-season and then yeah, come into next year. But for now, I, I am going to continue training, get healthy, feel good, and then um, yeah, get back into some Supercross training this week. Not for myself, but some, for many other riders and a lot of the 85s that are going to be lining up this year. So track's getting all prepped up, ready to go this week, and yeah, we'll be ready ready to go for the next 12 weeks. Man, you, uh, you don't do things by halves. You've got a new baby, you've got a successful coaching business, and now you decide you want to come back to racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> How's the timing on that one? Yeah, no, it's it's been tough. It, um, my wife's been amazing. Uh, we we actually got the call up a day, we pretty much 24 hours before um, our little man was born, um, which made it pretty difficult for my wife to be able to obviously take over and do her part and um, and I try to help as best I can but riding obviously it's a it's a dangerous sport so me getting my sleep at night was very important um, but between that and working and racing it's it's been pretty full on so now I can kind of take a little step back and so I, needed, a dad. I needed that excuse when I had my first born be like oh I've got to train I need <laughs> yeah. to sleep babe I'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah no it's been uh, out of all people she um, her brother's Joel Evans she understands the industry I've actually known her for a very long time so she knows what it takes she knows the risk we're taking so for her to do what she did for me to give me that opportunity give it a hundred percent it was it was awesome so yeah for sure now hey one last question we're going to ask before you head out um obviously you know the field intimately you were out there on the track with them to start the day wilson todd just claimed the championship in Pirelli mx2 what do you think we're going to see as far as um thor mx1 this afternoon aaron tanny's just heading down to the line now do you think dean ferris is going to take this title or is jed beaten and the hrc honda team going to take it to him here um, I know Dean really well. He's actually my brother-in-law also. Yeah, so. It's all connected, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we are one close family. Um, and Dean's an unreal rider. He had a bit of an accident yesterday. Um, you know, I assume he's probably feeling a little sore today, but I know how Dean is. He's got the heart. He wants it, you know, more than I believe most of the riders out there. And I feel like he will do what it takes to get that top step and get that championship clinch. Do you have any inside info? I saw the crash. It was massive. He's obviously at the end of that straightaway before the finish, the bike went off the edge of the berm. He came back for fifth place in qualifying time and was competitive there in Super Bowl, but... Uh any family, any secrets? Is he feeling good? Um, I actually, to be honest, I haven't spoken to him. I did see him ride off as he had the accident. He kind of looked like he was hurting a little bit. But then I was more stressed because I knew there was 43 in the class and um, he only had like three minutes to actually get a time down. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he did the Dean thing. He made it happen, got that top five, good gate pick, and we'll see what he can do today. All right, guys, Luke Reardon here on the AMX Superstores Pro MX Radio Show. Thanks for the time, man. And uh, I guess we'll see you back next season, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, mate. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to finish it up here in just a second, guys. But we're going to jump in with the main man that supports us at Inside Dirt. This is Darnell Official. Darnell, big, uh, well, big weekend, needless to say, here at Coolum. We'll leave that there. Yeah, it's always a big weekend in Coolum. <laughs> what um, a venue, what a day we've been treated with today. The sun is shining. The track is unbelievably rough. But good. Like Daka said, it's a man's track out there right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to test them all today. I mean, we've got MX1 going to the line shortly. Um, it's going to be a tough day out there, and it's going to be a really good battle for this championship. I'm leaning Jed for for the win today, but I think Dino will still hold on to the championship. So that's going to be my next question. We do that at the end of 
all of these radio shows prior to MX1 going out. So your pick for the overall pick for the Moto wins is going to be Jed. I'm going to go Webster. I think Webster's going to have a big day today in the sand. He's so accomplished here at Coulomb. But I feel that down the stretch with that 15-point gap, it's going to be hard for Ferris to not pull this off. Yeah, I mean, he, he knows how to manage a championship and he, he knows how to ride this racetrack too. Um, so we'll see what Dino does. If he can, I mean, if he battles for a win, he battles for a win, but I think he might even just ride smart so he can to ensure that he clinches the championship. For sure. All right, guys. Well, hey, we're going to wrap this one up. This has been the AMX Superstores Primex Radio Show out here at Round 8 of the Penrite Primex Championship. And uh, we are just a few minutes away now from the opening Thor MX1 moto. So for all you guys hanging out here, make sure you head down Trade Alley. Grab yourself some of the official Penrite Primex merchandise. Check out all of the stands and amazing brands we have on display here. And we'll be right back in about 10 or 15 minutes' time with the opening Thor MX1 moto.